150. You know, big it, episode, Bear. Yeah, big it, episode. At Estes Park, where you're at right now, that's actually where we dropped the very first rump chat. Do you realize that? Was in it during Estes Park's Pro Rodeo? What? Yeah. We recorded. No. No, we. Santa Fe. No. We recorded in Santa Fe and Prescott, but we actually released the first one. No, uh, Flags. Oh, was it really? Okay. No, Flagstaff is where we did like three of them. <laughs> Wasn't yes. it or, Flags- uh, or is it Prescott? I can't remember. So at Santa Fe, we bought the stuff. We didn't record. No, we did record. And then yeah, that's right. we went back through it during Prescott. And then we released our first rump chat during Estes Park, Colorado. And I remember because Casey Coletti and his wife were parked by me. And I remember looking at it going, oh, my God, we got 100 downloads. And I remember thinking, <laughs> this right. is awesome. And yeah. then I remember thinking, I oh wonder if God. this is going to work. And now two million plus. God, has it been four years? It has. Gee, it's been an amazing four years, and we owe all of it to uh, ourselves. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, all of our hard work, and um, it's just amazing. The the back padding, back padding. But, yes, we're back for another awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Nobody take that to heart. We're back for another fun episode of the Rump Chat as we got through the 4th of July. And thank you, everybody, for reaching out. And, and uh, what a great 4th of July pre-show we had talking about uh, everything. Hambone was at the world-famous, world's old, oldest rodeo, Prescott, Arizona. Uh, I was at a place I'd never been before, Kildare, North Dakota. Which turns out, Kildare, North Dakota, Kildare. was a blast. I absolutely loved it. Uh, the J Bar J crew, everybody that was there, so much fun. Fourth of July rodeo, and uh, so we made it all through the fourth. Everybody's in good shape. Some people won a lot. Some people didn't. Sage Kimsey placed placed at every bull he got on over the fourth. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Great. Um, Other notable 4th of July stories. This was the first time in the history of my life um, growing up in a rodeo family, 4th of July rodeoing, that I was miserably cold during the performance. At Kildare (laughs) on the 4th, when the rodeo started, it was 54 degrees when the rodeo started. Uh, so the way that Kildare works is they do the road, the rodeo starts at six thirty, and it's planned that way. So you can get more of the rough stock guys, especially the horse riders, because Mandan, North Dakota is like 85, 90 miles away. So they start at six thirty. they have the normal rodeo. And then after the rodeo is over, there's like a 30 minute intermission with fireworks. And then they come back and buck like 30, 38, 40 horses, barebacks and broncs. And uh, that Damn. was that was cool. Special section slack, which Jesse Pope, my man from Kansas, world champion, Jesse was ninety one in slack. <laughs> okay, but now when I Jay say Pope. when I say slack though, it's not like your normal slack one. Like, let's go to Jess Pope, followed by Tim O'Connell, then Cole Reiner. Like Anthony Lucia announced it like you would normally do a rodeo, and the people. The people did not leave. This is on the side. I, I got a video of it. I'll have to send. 
It's this is on the side of a grassy mountain, well hill. Wow. So the whole side is, I mean, it is. It's three, four miles outside of town. Of all the Fourth of July rodeos, it was probably one of the most beautiful backdrops. And they had team. They worked the arena with eight with eight head of horses, like two different sets, four crossed. Uh, when I showed up there, there uh, Ty, the one of the main committee guys, showed up on a Polaris Ranger full of seltzers for me. Like that was pretty cool. <laughs> Chancey Williams no played way. in concert there the night before, and if you. Anybody follows Chansey? I saw that. You saw how muddy all his shit got? So they said at the concert everything was cool, and, uh, you know, Chansey rocked it. And, like, this, the split second he said, thank you for coming out, the the heavens opened up. And it rained so hard that <laughs> uh, the other guy, Colby Cooper, uh, his tour bus got stuck. <laughs> they, they had to get Whoops. a tractor to pull him out. Uh yeah. Oh, and you know what else was cool about Kildare? They had a keg of beer behind the chutes. Every every perf they See, brought wanna, a keg of beer. I want to do that at Sydney. Let's do it. Let's sponsor the keg of beer. Let's rump chat. Let's get some stickers and put on the side of the keg rump chat beer keg. I'm I want to do it, and I just got to figure out. I don't know. Sometime at the committee, it's a little weird. Um, saying you know i want to do it for the contestants right this isn't for anybody else and somebody said well the vip said, well you know what well then tell them to enter up mm-hmm. you know they they're going to understand we got to take care of our contestants but if, it's hard to get contestants that week so you know it's you got to do what you can and it's just if, a nice if we thing buy to have. It, and, though. i mean you're talking a fraction a fraction of them are going to come you know drink it you know because most of them are on to the next one right so i don't know will low he uh partook <laughs> for the uh yeah. Did you yeah. see? Did you and see? That's good. But did you see the uh, after the fourth when we were doing the keg stands? Did you see any of those videos? No, I missed that. We actually had no. we got Sparky Dreesen upside down and uh, doing keg stands. It was probably that's another thing we got to put that's on Insta. Awesome. It was just fun. It was uh, it was cool to to be there. Um, and I, I like I said, I enjoy all Fourth of July rodeos, and I. Every one of them is different, and that's what makes them so special. Like, like you said the other day, Prescott, with the starting off with the extreme bronc riding, you know, and uh, you know Cody, uh, Cody Stampede, which that was another freezing, freezing rodeo, fifty degrees and rain during one perf. Uh, it rained at Livingston, Montana. Ooh. I've never worked Livingston. That's the one. Livingston and Red Lodge are are my last two that I really like to work. You know. And that's one cool thing about clowning is nice. I get to move yeah. around while you, while yeah, sound and announcers go to one. I, I, yeah. um, Prescott was not cold. Um, the It was rather warm in the day. Uh, nothing like home in Texas, but, uh, you know, it was in the mid-90s um, and dusty. They I don't know when the last time they've had rain. So they we could have used a good half inch at some point in the night, you know, and nothing's going on and that would have been perfect and settle the dust because like after rodeo kind of sit outside or whatever a little bit sosby was there both sheets is his first uh uh time in prescott and you know his girlfriend nikki were there so we kind of you know would have a beer afterwards kind of visit but then they go to feeding hay and all the stock going around and just dust cloud everywhere like i don't know that, that's the first prescott since i've been taking a trailer there that i didn't get out the the griddle or you know the Traeger. You never like cooked well, anything. I mean, the family wasn't with me. Oh. No, the family wasn't with me, so it's a, it's a little different, right? You know, but I didn't cook nothing. But uh, I did get it out here in Estes Park, where it was uh, a nice, you know, fifty eight degrees uh, this morning. Um, you know, warms up nicely. Uh, uh, so got this picture up. But but going back to Prescott, their crowds amazing. A lot of people come up from phoenix down you know get out of the I think it's hot in prescott it's just smoking hot every like day 130 um yeah so a lot of it's like a different crowd every performance eight performances um sold out most of them and they just want to be entertained you know what i mean i mean when you do when we have a chance and we would sing or whatever sing along it was it was awesome it's such a you know it was the 136th rodeo in Prescott and uh 
the downtown is awesome. And uh, uh, my dad uh, quit me this yeah, year. Yeah, your dad sold uh, you Vince out. Did not come for sold the first you time out. in eight years. Yep, yep. So and you had to super yep, truck it by. I'm right proud of you for what you did. Hambone stayed so, away yeah, and brag drove for myself. like 24 hours, and he's a pussy and when I, it comes to driving. So I'm very proud of him for that. Yeah, I want to shout out to Bryce Taylor, one of my best buds from back in Sydney. You always make fun of me because I'd get in the car and go to sleep and um, on road trips. Um, suck it, Bryce, because I drove from left. We tore down. We had a 130 show. The rodeo got over at 357. I uh, got a great committee there that helped me tear down plenty of help. Um, and I got sound downloaded by uh, 503. Um Took a shower, you know, because sweaty and everything. Took a shower, uh, put on my driving clothes and my my driving shoes, and and uh, me and Chester left about, you know, five fifteen from Prescott, and I had to go to the Survey Ranch and I drop off my sound there. So I we I don't use it until Sydney. So get rid of all that weight and all. Now we got the whole back open, got the carpet out for Gus and his playroom and just more room for the family. But. Um, so went to Servi's Ranch, unloaded that equipment, and uh, shout out to Carlos, you know, ranch manager. Thanks for the help, boys. And then um, uh, back up the hill to Estes Park, and then uh, set up camp. Got to lay down, took a shower, laid down for about two hours. Got up and took stuff up. It's a plug and play here, but I still do all the microphones, control everything. So, yeah, um, I ran on about two, and then did uh, had a four thirty meeting. And then a seven o'clock show, um, and I uh, got back here to the trailer, had two stiff bourbons, and uh, climbed up in the nose of this trailer, and didn't wake up till eight thirty this morning. Elski, so uh, Hambone is down. Yeah, it was. I I feel great today, but you know, I never really struggled except the last half an hour before I got to Servi's Ranch. I was I was really really struggling there. Like I was. I mean, all night. I just I put my iPad up on the dash and you know, and uh, put on a, a war movie. It's called The Outpost. Actually, um, you have to rent it, um, but it's called The Outpost, and it's got a bunch of good young actors. Uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, Scott Eastwood is in it, um, and and some other guys you you'll recognize. But um, it's about these outposts in Afghanistan. It was like an '09. It's a true story. Is it the one about the guys that are? Is it about the guys that ride the horses? Like the? No, that's twelve strong. That's oh, okay. good too. But this is called the Outpost, and I suggest everybody watch it. I mean, it's a what a uh, my old friend Ralph Tack would call a shoot 'em up bang bang. So a lot of action, a lot of you know cussing. I mean, it's military, right? You right. know, so um, it's not one you sit down with the whole family. But man, it's good what these guys went through. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of Taliban just descending on them. Because they're up above. The Taliban can come up, you know, and they're just, just firing down. There's only 50 guys. You know, seven seven Marines lost their lives, and um, it's an incredible story. But I just put it up on the dash and just put it full bore loud, and poor Chester's in the back seat. You know, the Chester's dog. a dog, for um, the record. <laughs> Chester's not a person. Yeah. Uh, Chester's not a person. But um, anyway, it was it was great. Um, when did you first uh, think, I'm not going to make it? And, did you, did you, cause I do that too. Sometimes I, when you're overnight and you get to a point, you're like, I'm not going to make it. This is, this is how it ends. I was getting heavy eyed before I even got to Ab, uh, Albuquerque, Ooh. which is about, I don't know, six hours maybe. And, uh, I'm going, Oh boy, you know, just start to feel it in your eyes, kind of, you know, getting a little dry eyed. But then, uh, so I stopped and got a, you know, big Coke and, and coca-cola no cocaine um and no i didn't do it no truckers love it no doug mathis pills and um um and we say that because doug mathis was actually on the cover of a pill uh for truckers called truckers love it it was against his will look at the it was yeah they stole the photo somebody stole the picture but um anyway it's funny oh i tell um yeah but it was it was a it was a long uh trip but i tell you what i gotta thank big bear he's been after uh, me for you. a couple years to get a spare fuel tank and i mean i got a spare 60 uh gallon fuel tank because i only have 30 gallon tank in the truck and 90 gallons i i stopped only twice and i wasn't even through 
my tank yet, but I just stopped because I needed a coffee or a Coke or something. So I only stopped twice uh, the whole way from Phoenix to Servies. Um, that's that, like I said, that just topped off the tanks and away I went. So it was uh, pretty awesome. You know, what's funny though. You'll, you'll find this out. You will get big tank naysayers. Like if you have a, if you have a Dodge pickup or a Ford pickup, and you you're pulling a big trailer of any kind, whether it's uh, rodeo stuff, cattle. I mean, you get rolling through the hills, it gets crap fuel mileage. So you know, yeah. like I got my first big tank um, from Chico, California, from Transfer Flow, and it was a hundred gallon tank. And uh, everybody's like, "Oh man, must be nice to have the money to fill that up." And I'm like, "Dude, if you're going a thousand miles." It doesn't matter yeah. if you fill up once or nine times. It's going to cost you about the same. And actually, uh, I know there's Mudflap and all these other apps out there where you can get diesel discounts like if you go to certain places. But the thing I use for my travel is just Gas Buddy. It's an app, and you can put in your um, put in yep. the way you're going, yeah. and it will give you the cheapest diesel. So if you can fuel up for 45 to $0.50 cents cheaper than anywhere else so if you save 50 cents a gallon times 130 gallons you know because there's places on yep. this last trip where it's like four four thirty you know and i filled up my new truck's got yeah, 50 that, gallons underneath exactly. and 90 in the back so i filled up for 386 and then you know go go a long ways but or like one thing i do a little travel tip from the bear uh i don't like pulling into truck stops <laughs> with the truck and trailer it's just you know all the major truck stocks, the the pilots and the loves, and and I love truckers, and I'm I'm a trucker to the day I die. But those places are just a pain in the ass because everybody at a truck stop is pissed off. I mean, mad at something, and you know they're usually so packed, and you, you, all these Freightliner Cascadias uh, in Volvos, and you know all these steering wheel holders, so they say. Yeah, um, Tom Newen's trucks. Yeah, yeah, or, or like Championship Pro Rodeos, Volvo. But you got all these guys that are pulling in there, and they're pissed off and mad at the world. And if you if you take too long in a fuel lane, everybody's mad. And, like, especially I feel like when I pull in with a family, and I don't know if you ever stop at, like, the Pilot or Flying J, and you get out with your wife and kid, they're like, look at those vacationers. Wish they'd get the hell out of the way. Do you feel like – do you, yep. you ever feel like that? Because I feel like that getting out with the kids. So, <laughs> like, when I'm at a rodeo, I gas buddy around. And a lot of times, a lot of times you'll be able to find cheap diesel at these little bitty gas stations that there's absolutely no way you could ever get a truck into. So I always unhook at the arena, you know, like I normally do. And then I go down there and I fuel up, like, 150 gallons. And like I did in Angelo. But the funny thing is, like, you go in there and you get a prepay because – this is the dumbest, dumbest thing in travel. If you prepay diesel on your credit card, it shuts you off at $75. Well, when d- diesel is $4 a gallon, you're not getting much for 75 Come on, man. Like, amp that up a little bit. But, you know, you go in there and be like, yeah, I need a diesel on 16 You're like, okay, how much do you need? Uh, I'm going to need uh, 140 gallons. Do you mean $140? No, 140 gallons. Then you got the guy that comes out of the back, 140 gallons. Uh, which, where you parked at? That white Dodge right there. Uh, I tell you, they're begging, they ain't gonna take all that fuel. Where are you gonna put it? In the back seat, motherfucker. Like just run the, you know, run the credit card. I tell you what, I've filled yeah. up a lot of trucks. They ain't gonna take that much diesel. I'm like, look, I got a tank in the back. Well, still, I'm telling you, like, do you? It's like, do dummies not know, you know, and uh, it does suck. I hate, I I hate filling it up. Oh, you will. You will. But I absolutely, I hate having to fuel the truck up. It sucks financially. But what are you going to do? Well, yeah, but, but when you have a big tank, exactly, you know, because you fill up for like the cheapest I could get in Prescott was 359. But then by the time I would have to fuel up going across 40, it was four twenty nine. So, yeah. I mean, that right there helps pay for that tank. And let's um, and I got the combo, so I could keep stuff. I don't have to, you know, ratchet straps, all that. I don't have to keep in the truck. Put it back there. So, 
Uh, that was nice. But, um, yeah, super trucked it on up here. Had a good show last night. Um, and uh, ran, got a little rain during the perf towards the end. Uh, started at the end of the tie down. But uh, quit. But, anyway, it's uh, it's good to be here. And, uh, yeah, and then I'll we'll leave here. Witt and Gus get in tomorrow. Thank God. This is on Thursday. So, tomorrow, the uh, 7th, they'll get in. And, um. So I got my tribe with me all the way through Sydney, which is awesome. Um, and then, but yeah, we'll, we'll be, we get done here Monday night and then uh, get up early Tuesday, head to Casper. And then we start there at Casper. So it's uh, eight, six is 14 plus five. So 19, uh, 19 perfs in three weeks without, uh, without a breather, you know, Ooh. bam, back to back to back. So, um, yeah, just yeah, but that's it. rodeoing. Blessed to have the work. Yeah, um, I want to get back to the truck stop deal. When you're talking about Doug Mathis and um, the truckers love it, what is like, at a Flying J? Have you ever noticed all the weird stuff right by the counter? Not just like trucker pills, but like horny goat weed <laughs> and like extends, oh, yeah. or it's like Blue Stallion, which has got a, it's a it's a boner pill, is what it works out to be but have you ever noticed all the weird crap they sell in a truck stop have you ever really stopped and looked in a loves they sell they sell helmets like from from the viking era have you seen that <laughs> yeah they sell you know, swords uh, i i got i got you that movie oh my gosh i got you that movie remember that you're watching I don't trucker, know. Trucker I, I don't know if we've ever told the story, but <laughs> Hambone goes to a truck stop and he just Pretty there's sure DVDs for you know two dollars. He buys me this DVD, this trucker DVD, and I put it in the DVD player, and uh, turns out it was a pornography film, and it was a 1971 cab over pornography film. Like the Cohen brothers did not. <laughs> <laughs> but think think about it. If you you could go to a truck stop and get a sword, a walking cane, a t-shirt with a with an eagle on it, like with thunder. Have you seen the Bo, Bo Sheets the Bullfighter? He has a bunch of those shirts. He like you you know I think that'd be a fun theme for a Christmas party. Instead of like an ugly sweater Christmas party, a truck stop t-shirt Christmas party. Where everybody there has to buy oh, clothes yeah. bought out of a truck stop, you know? Hell yeah! Like I, I, I feel like the the old days of the truck stop were so much better than customer fifty seven. Your shower's ready. It's like, <laughs> have you ever you showered? Ever showered in a in a truck? No, no, no. no I, no, have. I have not. I have not. I have like nine times. For real. Uh, tell me you wore flip flops in there. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Like there, it's can't imagine just, what you're stepping on. Oh gosh, I, I'm not gonna say what I want to say. I'll say that for Rob, but like, <laughs> it's just it. It would be it's so hard to be a trucker nowadays, you know, because oh, it's not like man. the old days when I uh, no, I don't. Everybody, I don't know. well, you wouldn't. Well, you kind of you kind of felt it in your overnight deal, but you know, back in the days when all the truckers were buddies and you know wore boots and <laughs> it was like Smokey the Bandit style. Nowadays, it's <laughs> yeah. They wear Crocs and and headsets and oh, I don't know. But we we should definitely do that party. Well, actually, Chris Eastwood from Sykes and everything he wears looks like it came straight from the Flying J. <laughs> That's where we need to do it in Sykes, and we need to have a perf where you just wear truck stop T-shirts. Truck stop. Well, that's where. Do you remember when I bought that pair of tennis shoes? Those black ones that were just said shoes. I bought it a Flying J. There was no brand name. <laughs> There was no nothing. They were there's not a logo. It just said shoes. That's it. Oh god. Twelve dollars for a pair of shoes. Yeah, so I'm shoes. Try not to hit the old truck stops. And you know what the thing is? Oh, one more thing. The old truck stop cafe. Even like in uh Dumb and Dumber, remember when they're in the truck stop cafe mingling with the common yep. folks where they see sea bass. There's no truck stop cafes. Now it's all like Subway and I know. Just I know I miss the old I like I like a, a I love a good old I call them sale barn cafes, you know, kind of kind of that stuff. Yeah. 
greasy cheeseburgers that are so good. Is there any real truck stop Chicken cafes fried steaks left? the size of your head. Oh, there's one by Sydney, kind of. The apple. Uh, uh, an old waitress. An old, yeah, the apple barrel. The yep. apple barrel. That's kind of old truckerish. An yeah, old... we used to go there uh, after the bar closed. It was, I mean, we'd go there two th- two o'clock in the morning, and you know, you get eat hot wings, and you know, and then and then the um, the strippers would be, get off work, and they would come there on their way back to. God knows wherever they were going, and, no and joke. Uh, the so strippers would kinda, come to the truck stop. It was always a little interesting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Breakfast with the, with the crew from from Hamburg from Shotgun Genie's Center of Performing Arts. <laughs> they really called it that. Yes, it was true. And the first time Whitney <laughs> came to Sydney, I took her there. <laughs> we got a party bus, and wow, you know you're so is. romantic. My, my friends in the mid- I know. So I just wanted to get over the full spectrum right off the bat. You know, I'm not mixing emotions here. So <laughs> this is it. But uh, you were, so we got a party bus and went around all the small towns. Because, you know, in Iowa, every little small town's got a bar. So we bar hopped around <clears throat> around Fremont County. And then uh, Hamburg was our last stop at the Blue Moon Saloon. Um, the old Blue Moon. And then uh, we just decided to head on south a couple blocks and hit the old Shotgun Genie's. And they walk up to the door. I do this every time. And it was bring your own beer. Um, Wait, so they go what? Full nude. And um, you can bring your yeah, own beer yeah, to a strip club. Yeah. Yep. Byob and it goes full nude. That's Iowa rules, I guess. But uh, and they you all what, what we did this every time. They'd walk in the window, twenty dollars. Nope. <laughs> go nope. We're either gonna come in here and spend some money with the girls, uh, or we're not gonna come in. They go, oh, okay, come on in. Because I mean. Hamburg, Iowa was a town of, I don't know, 1,200 people maybe. And so they were happy to see some. Folks. Is there enough but, people in the town wow, to keep we, that place open? I'm pretty sure it's it's been closed a long time. But, um, yeah, I got to uh, – yeah, well, I'd save a story for Rob. But I, I've seen some things in that, in that place. It's not the – let's just say it's not the Spearmint Rhino in Vegas. I'll just say that much, okay? Well, we have one like um, that in Ponca City called Sadie's Ladies. And I've never been in there, but I know some people that have. And uh, let's just, yeah, that's uh, the same no. with Sadie's. You know, it's you're not going to find the, the Sadie's topless bar in a Motley Crue song. You Sadie's know? ladies. Well, there, there's Sadie's um, ladies, Osage County, yeah. Oklahoma. There, there, was, there was clubs in, in Council Bluffs, Iowa. There was a, a strip club for fem- like the females stripping, and then there was a male strip club. And they were kind of close to each other, and it was called the, the girls' one was called lipsticks, and and the males was called dipsticks. <laughs> really, that is actually genius marketing. That is yeah. So, but do do women yeah. do women load up and want to go see male dancers? Because I've traveled all over the I world. Never went and into I'm, dipsticks. Well, but here's the thing: I've never hardly seen a except for in Vegas. You know, they have the. The thunder from down under and some of that, but you never really see. Like, I mean, maybe it's just I'm not looking for it, but male, an all male nude review. <laughs> you know, well, girls do. Yeah, they. I know you can rent like oh. dancers for bachelorette parties and stuff, but like an actual. But she on the other foot. What if you and Whitney would have been your first date, and she would have took you to dipsticks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, how would you have handled that? That that would have been odd. That would have been odd. Would you have sat on the on the front row, <laughs> the Wiener Row? Uh, oh, Wiener Row, yeah, not on Sniffers Row. That's the front row of uh, lipsticks. Is Sniffers Row? Uh, wow, we were we were really getting off course here, but um, no, we had nothing to talk um, about. <laughs> Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, we didn't. That's what happens when we have nothing to talk about. No, I think we have um, so much to talk about. I, I want to talk about something current ooh, events. Ooh, oh, go ooh, ahead. Can, let's, oh, we got to call John Payne. John was uh, at a rodeo recently and has a great story he shared with me in Prescott. <laughs> I never got together with him. I love. So this will be a perfect timing. Hopefully I freaking love John Payne. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Oh, 100 percent. 100 Come on, Bandito. Answer. Yes. John Payne. 
Well, how'd you know that was me? <laughs> I hadn't even said anything yet. <laughs> John, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just heading up to Nephi. Yeah? Well, you're you're on a rump chat with me and Hambone. I'm what? You're on rump What's chat. What's up, John? Yeah. Hey, we want to... John. We hey, want to hear the story. Yeah, John, it's, it's, it's Hambone. Yeah, uh, please. Can you please tell the story of... Uh, <laughs> The the and Santa Fe, uh, tell the story of where you stayed at first. Well, uh, first time ever in thirty six years, I uh, was directed to a uh, nursing home, and and uh, I thought, well, hell, yeah, but you didn't know it was a nursing home, right? Right, I didn't have any idea, and uh, anyway. I, uh, the Siri took me, she's all the time screwing up anyway. She, she took me to the nursing home and had to have a mask on, had to take your temperature and had to wash your hands, had a whole bunch of other crap, had to sign in, wasn't nobody there. I'm thinking, wow, this is different. So anyway, uh, it was a lot different going eating breakfast with all the rowdies also. And, uh, but Anyway, I don't know. I don't think we ought to be talking about the uh, Santa Fe uh, incident. The other uh, one? Okay. Well, that's fine. But um, so, I just, I just love how you. <laughs> he said, he said they're, you know, they're sitting there. Uh, you know, one had their down. And he goes, "Where am I at right now? Where's the lobby at to this place?" <laughs> so, yeah. Hell. Oh. It's a nursing yeah. home. Oh God. Well, I am getting up in the years, and uh, but I ain't quite that old yet. Did, did was it just a normal nursing home room? Was the room nice? Well, the room was real nice. Uh, uh, yeah, everything was nice. It just, you know, it was kind of nice because usually I'm the oldest son of a buck goes eat breakfast. I'm the oldest son of a guy that goes to the bar. I'm the oldest son of a guy everywhere. And uh, for once, hell, I was the youngest by about uh, 10 or 20 years. So it was a little different. And uh, uh, it was it was very different. Uh, I'm, I'm used to uh, dog barking, old ladies fighting next to the room, you know, and uh, doors slamming and cops coming and all that stuff. That puts me to sleep. This nursing home was so quiet, hell, I couldn't sleep. Did Did you eat breakfast with all the people that were there? I did, and uh, the breakfast was free, and uh, that was pretty expensive uh, with the crowd I was with. Now, uh, it was just a little different. If you If you want to get a taste of it, just go visit a nursing home, and you'll see exactly what what the deal was. It, it was a lot different. The band you know, just uh, didn't fit in very good. You know, I can't, I can't you know John, I, uh, I actually worked in a nursing home when I was uh, uh, about, uh, I don't know, 14, 15 years old. Uh, uh, 15, yeah, I, I worked in a nursing home. So they are, uh, uh, I, I served the meals to, to the citizens to the uh, uh-huh. the citizens there they were uh it, it does get interesting uh you see some things but uh um i guess you didn't see any fights or anything happen like that because it that will ha- happen well no i expect to see some wheelchair races but that didn't happen either <laughs> oh well john tell us about your summer where are you headed out for all the rump chat listeners if you want to catch up with the old bandit well the old bandit just left prescott and uh I'm heading up to Nephi, which I'm a little early, but uh, I've got a you know, rodeo myself, a Wild West show coming up October the 7th in Shidler, Oklahoma, and uh, i got to make the program. i got to do all that. I, I do it all. It's kind of a, a half-a-man band, what I call it, a half-a-man band. <laughs> so, anyway, I've got plenty to do. Uh, got to ride my mule and, and uh, horse truck and work on stuff so it's nice to have a few days off and then i'm gonna run on over to salida colorado on the way home and then uh the next deal would be uh Dalhart, texas and then uh marshall minnesota and another deal up there and then south dakota and then 
head on up to Kennewick, Washington, and then uh, Ellensburg 100th anniversary is over Labor Day. And then I circle around and head back the other way. Good Lord. That's awesome, though. Yeah, you're going. Yeah, Dow, Dow Hart to Marshall, Minnesota. That's a pull. <laughs> well, I do all my own booking, but see, I've got uh, two gigs up there, and then, uh, well, actually, I got three gigs right up there within 100 miles apart. And, uh, well, then there's Rapid City, so, you know, I got about four gigs right up in that area, and then I head on over to Kennewick, and then, uh, can't wait to get to Ellensburg for their hundredth anniversary. Mm. I tell you, uh, it, John was talking about his Wild West show in Shidler, Shidler Homecoming, and it is a neat deal. Wild West show, uh, hamburgers. I mean, wild two trailers back to back. Kids in the ranch bronc riding. It's kind of turned into a pretty dang cool deal, hadn't it, John? Right, and my my uh, lady bronc rider didn't show up. Because she got her knee knocked out joint the night before. So my little 13-year-old granddaughter, Rowdy, I told Patrick, my grandson, I said, you can tell Rowdy she's the bronc rider. So uh, she didn't even hesitate. She jumped on a bronc and rode her from one end of the ring to the other, and Patrick picked her up. And uh, when she got set on the ground, she throwed both hands in there, and uh, it just brought the house down because Granny didn't know it. Mandy didn't know it. Nobody knew it. It just happened. And uh, uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, of course, we uh, had two beer gardens this year. You know, when you go to a Wild West or a rodeo, you got to drink a beer. You know, it just ain't right if you don't. Right. So I had two beer gardens, and I had two really nice young ladies to attend the beer gardens. And uh, we didn't have a license, so we just saw a little old hole in the lid of a uh, uh, five-gallon bucket and put on their donations and uh, of course we had these women uh, serve the drinks or should I say we were supposed to have these women serve the drinks uh, they didn't show up so I had $800 worth of beer and in one bucket I think there was $37 in it and the other bucket was about 125 so that didn't work out very good. And then uh, we had a street dance up there, and I bought a band for 1200 and they was a good band, and they played for a long time. Then I had a big bonfire, and I had a fence built around it, so everybody's going to take $10 to get in. Well, we don't have traffic jams in Scheidler. We've not had one in 50 years. But when you got... A thousand people show up for a Wild West show and they all start going back to town. You got a 30 to 45 minute traffic jam. So the people that was running my dance, they couldn't make it. So time they got there, there was 150 people already in there dancing. And they called me and said, do we want to run these people out and make them pay? And I said, no, that'll just make them mad. I said, uh, We'll get them next year, and uh, so there went two thousand of my hard-earned money right there. But you know what? Can you put a price on a cool show? Because everybody said well, it's awesome. You know, uh, the first year I did, I lost ten thousand, and uh, then I didn't go out and rodeo, so I lost that too. And I'm thinking this is a hell of a lot like working for, uh, on a ranch for a bunch of old tight cowboys. Uh, now this year, this last year. I am $100 in the black. Hey, well, all right. Uh, well, they always say that it takes three years for an event to, to, to really start earning. Um, you know, on average, most of the time it, it takes three years. So, you know, you're right on schedule. You're fine. Right. Well, uh, see, when we started this thing, you know, a long time ago when I got married, I said I do, and I really didn't know exactly what all that meant, but after 45 years of marriage, I got figured out. And uh, so then when this Wild West show came up and the homecoming celebrations, uh, there was nothing to do, and I said I will. Now, that was a pretty big statement, and uh, when we started this Wild West show, there was uh, nothing there but a pasture. Nothing. 
So since then, we've got bleachers on both sides, a crow's nest, uh, gravel roads, uh, Sandy Arena, uh, Patrick's home building or back tens right now. And, uh, you know, we've uh, put in uh, lights, put in eight big old poles. And, uh, you know, there's a lot happened up there in the last two or three years. Do you, do you still have your desks Heck that yeah. you brought that you bought uh, from the school auction? Uh, yeah, I, I, I spent about uh, eight or ten thousand dollars up there. I, I drug all the bleachers in from the school right down Main Street, and uh, I drug in uh, all the light, big uh, uh, towers right down Main Street. And uh, I drag everything down Main Street. Uh, nobody ever <laughs> comes. You don't never have to stop and look for traffic because you know nobody's coming. Uh, you know. Yeah, we we remember me and Bone rode in the school bus with you. Oh yeah, the school bus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, you still I, got your bus? I still got it and several more. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool deal. I'm gonna have to start giving more tours. And one of these days, you know. Hell, I might be able to stay home and just uh, entertain people right there on top of that hill a mile east of Scheidler and uh, have them come to me. I don't know. Just traveling, uh, you know, you know what it costs to travel nowadays and what it costs to eat and be out on the road. It just costs an arm yeah. and a leg, and, and I can't always spare either one. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't afford to lose it. Uh, any oh, of those. my God. Oh. Somebody asked me what I charge to do a rodeo, and this is my thing nowadays. Arm and leg plus room and hay. I saw you put that on Facebook the other day. That, that was golden. Yeah. Oh. Well, when I got uh, killed and come back to life 50 years ago, you know, I decided to have a good time. And uh, if you don't want to have a good time, don't hang around me because you ain't going to drag me down. I'm just going to move on somewhere else and have a good time. That is awesome. Yep. I love it. You know, uh, we, uh, you know, John would back his truck. They'd save him a parking spot right in front of Matt's saloon there on Whiskey Row, and he'd back the old Bandit truck, which he would not never not recognize the Bandit's truck and big Longhorns and and flatbed red front, and it was he'd park that sucker right in front of the old Matt's saloon, which was his sponsor at Prescott. Right. So it was a pretty good marketing. It was a good partnership there in Prescott. Well, uh, you know how hot it gets in there and how loud and noisy it is. And I uh, I enjoy sitting out there visiting with people and seeing where they're from. There's people from all over the world coming to that Prescott Rodeo. Or, no, I'm sorry, Prescott Rodeo. And, there you uh, go, Prescott. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've been going to Prescott since 89. I thought one of the coolest things, though, with the, the bandit rig is uh, – Patrick took it to prom last year, truck and trailer. That was his. Yeah. That was his prom ride. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That yeah, you, you can't get much cooler than that. That's for sure. Now the parade there in Scheidner starts at three on October the seventh, and uh, I had about five or six exhibits in there. I had a '62 Chevy that my Grandpa had bought brand new in 62 with the original stock racks and an old trailer hooked onto it. And then I had a 86 Cadillac with uh, inline trailer. The Cadillac was black with red pinstripes and the trailer was red. And it was an old inline, 1971 inline in perfect condition. Of course, I had an old mule up on top of another rig. And uh, then we had the blazer that no doors and no hood and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, we're bringing stuff back to Scheider. They hadn't had a rodeo there since. The last I heard of a rodeo was like in 1959. And uh, so that's what I do in a little old town I was born in and raised in. And, uh, you know, you got to give back every now and then. And Amen. that's just what we do. Well, I went through yep. I went through Shiloh before I left, and I seen it downtown where you got your patio set up, and that looks awesome. Oh, yeah. That you well, got some work see, on I that. Well, I was off there for two years, and I had that big building there. We had, that's where we had the street dance, and I built I built a uh, steel 
walk around deck uh, about 20 foot in the air and then I put a lid on it and uh, we have the dance right down there in front of that building with a big uh, bonfire and if you're 60 or older or look 60 you can go up the stairs and sit on the deck and watch all the young people dance and drink in the fire and, and listen to the band. It was just so soothing and relaxing that uh, people didn't leave till 2.30. <laughs> I love it. And, uh, the well, only that, people got in fight uh, that... or caused any trouble was my security guys. I had two security guys and other ones that got in trouble. So I'm looking for some more security yeah. people, maybe... Maybe you two can do it. Well, you know what? During Rapid City, yeah. I'm going to be in Ra- – you're doing the Central States Fair? Uh, Rapid City, uh, I've got one little old show to do. Uh, it's I think it's the night they do the ranch bronc riding, and uh, I'm on my way to Kennewick. And I was wanting a place to stop and rest anyway, and it works out real good. But uh, I don't know much about it. Um, uh, red Lemel. Or no, not Red. Uh, his brother. Rory, Rory. yeah. Yeah, Roy hired me, and uh, just one night deal, and I move on to Kennewick, and then on to Ellenburg. Well, maybe if I could run into it, rapid, we'll do a. We could even do a pre, the, the pre kickoff, rump chat advertising the John Payne, Shiler Homecoming Wild West show. Yeah, we're doing pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. And then what's cool about that dance? place up there it's on main street and for once in 50 years you couldn't find a spot to park and there's 150 200 people walking around at the same time and uh it was it was just really a cool sight and then we've got that old jail right there beside it that if you get too rowdy we'll just lock you up in it <laughs> that's so Beautiful. awesome oh well, shoot well john well, well, great john drive Thanks. safe buddy well, you know me. I'll keep both hands on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ten and partner. two, John. Ten and two. We'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, Part. Thanks for the time. You bet. And uh, the advertisement. All good, John. Talk to you later. All right, Part. Bye. See you. Bye. God, I love that guy. Oh, man. I just was that thinking, you know who I who would be the perfect person to play him in a movie? Like, I think would just be amazing. Uh, who? Think about this, okay? Who would be the perfect John Payne if we made the John Payne movie? Johnny Depp. Oh, God. Johnny Depp. Oh, John, yeah. Pirates yeah. of Caribbean, yeah. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp would be the perfect one armed bandit. Think about it. Plus, Johnny Depp has got, damn good. you know, uh, he's already got experience in uh, doing movies with one-armed people from uh, Edward Scissorhands. That was a Johnny oh, Depp movie. God. But don't yep. you think that would be uh, the one-armed bandit, John Payne? <laughs> the one-armed bandit. St- or the one-armed bandit starring Johnny Depp as John Payne. Martin Scorsese <laughs> brings another masterpiece. No, no. Johnny Depp is John Payne, the one-armed bandit. No, it couldn't be Martin <laughs> Scorsese. It would have to be the guy that uh, the the guy that did Django and <laughs> those. Oh yeah, no that. Uh... Oh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. That, you're exactly right. Quentin Tarantino's latest masterpiece. Comes to the Osage County. John Payne. <laughs> <laughs> Banana. Uh, I, wonder yeah. who, I wonder who else. So, uh, if I was in the movie, I think uh, the guy, Kevin uh, Kevin James, is Justin Rumford. Oh, and what's the guy from the, nice. uh, oh, shoot. He's in the Hangover, and, and we are the Millers. That would that'd be the guy that played you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was on The Office. Um, yeah. Oh, God. I forget his name, but he's awesome. Yeah. That could be you. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. We got a, uh, we got a new Raw gonna... coming next week, too. So uh, yep. we're yeah. so really we're, looking we're, forward uh, to this one. We're knocking them out. 150 episodes. Thank you, everybody. Keep listening. Uh, rumpchat.com get your merchandise uh you know great lake wear so got stuff for that uh, those uh warm days so get that um red river arena still pumping out the steel oh man give them a check out 
um, cruel things coming down the pipe for them. Yep, Tyler no Mays is, my friend is uh, actually Tyler Mays is going to buy a Red River Arena from Ponca City. So and Tyler Mays is uh, he's kind of weird about stuff, and he if he thinks it's good enough to have a Red River Arena, then I guarantee they're good enough for anybody. Great material, That's awesome right. product. Tyler and JB Mooney. Yes. So uh, anyway, uh, who else am I forgetting? Oh, don't forget Gold Buckle Beer. Make your next one a ice cold, delicious taste of a rodeo season beer. I have a request from a friend back home, Chris Clark, wanting to us to bring Gold Buckle to Sydney. So we may have to. We have maybe we maybe we bring instead of the keg, we just bring a huge cooler of Gold Buckle beer to Sydney, Iowa. There you go. You know. Oh, and don't forget the Rump oh. Chat Pool Party, Sydney, oh. Iowa, twelve thirty a.m. after the first perf. <laughs> you'll have to crawl over the fence <laughs> and not get caught by the cops but it'll be a good time hey also don't forget this is the last year i'm going to be in sydney for a while so this will be the best bloody mary morning thursday morning sydney park bloody mary morning come down play hammers have some drinks uh big things coming this summer it's going to be the most memorable bloody mary morning ever because eddie hatfield is going to be the hundredth Eduardo Hatfeldo. A hundred years of rodeo and three or four years of throwing hammers. So, uh, yeah, so good (laughs) things there. Don't forget also um, new Rawls coming out next week. Uh, We got an awesome guest, something that we've – this is going to be a different one. It's uh, going to be with a politician. So um, pretty neat stuff coming. And thank you to uh, Downtown Threads, Enid, Oklahoma, getting all our orders rocking and rolling. And thank you to Hambone. And Ferg and the whole crew, uh, Ashley and Whitney and Gus and wow. what you're doing a really, you're doing I'm, a really big sell here. I am because I'm just, just so sell the rodeo. I'm so like thankful to everybody. Wanna, just say good night. No, and just remember this: as long as there's a sunset, there will always be the reason that God is a cowboy. <laughs> it's a mix of several. <laughs> Perfect. I ended it right there. (laughs) Let me run with you tonight. I'll take you on a moonlight ride. There's someone I used to see, but she don't give a damn for me. Let me get to the point, let's roll another joint.